Welcome to And Introducing, a podcast about artists in their own words. I'm Chris Wade. And I'm Molly O'Brien. And introducing our very special guest, coming in hot in the third mic, on loan from the Off Book Podcast, where she provides lead vocals, songwriting, and book writing. It's Jessica McKenna. Hey, Jess. Hi. How are you today? Great. How are you? You're coming off a really full weekend of podcasting, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's all I did yesterday. Yes. Uh, me as well, but on the other side. Yeah. In a dark convention uh, center surrounded by drag queens, listening to all my favorite podcasts. Just like the audio medium was meant to be enjoyed, imagining it next to drag queens. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we were both at PodCon yesterday, just performing there. And then the night before, Molly and I went and saw uh, another podcast Friday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been just uh, the, the new medium weekend. of our time uh, through and through. I don't need to see anything anymore. Yeah. I just want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. There were people like lined up an hour before some of the podcasts were starting yesterday to get the front row seats. And I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it, but I guess. When you can smell them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that they're they're probably just looking for little tricks. Like, mm, are they pulling tricks on us all the time? <laughs> looking for the scripts. Like, yeah, exactly. On the if I get close enough, I can spy all their tricks. Yes. Or maybe can, like a t-shirt would get thrown out or something. Yeah, if you sit in the front row of Off Book, you can see that the entire thing is lip synced and prepared beforehand. And written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Every episode. Uh, wow, that guy Scooped. super prolific. He heard just it first. keeps creating. Yes. Um, now, speaking about art, uh, here on this podcast, we like to talk about artists, uh, authors, uh, auteurs, perhaps, if we ever do film and or a French artist. Sure. Um and we like to talk about works of these artists uh, trying to account for themselves, right? So we go into memoirs and he see how artists talk about their own work. Yes. And somewhere in the between how they present themselves and who they actually are, we come to some kind of deeper truth, right? I would say yes. Hopefully. Most of the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounded great. <laughs> yeah. But I think that that really begs the question of what is art? <laughs> Sometimes now, sometimes it's uh, it's something that you can hear, uh, see or feel. Uh, But sometimes art occurs more naturally, kind of as a a kind of semi orchestrated moment of beauty, Uh, a cosmic coincidence of such spectacular disaster. It can only be regarded as art. Wow. You see what I'm saying here? Are we charging tuition for this? Yes. This is this is my TED talk. Please meet the bursar after this <laughs> recording. We'll no, you send see, you the, the link. is an event. In this case, the event, a unique disaster of such ironic, almost literary proportions, is the 2017 Fire Festival. Molly, wah, what wah, did you prepare wah, wah. for today? Oh my God. Well, I mean, let's talk about what we know about the Fire Festival because I think there are some things that everyone knows. Yes, first you must scrape away your assumptions so you can come at uh, uh, an event as as a newborn with wide eyes. So for us, this was a week after the second weekend of Coachella, which we all attended That's together. Right. Yes. And so I think we were all just sort of normalizing Q-tipping the dust out of our ears. And then someone sent a link to our entire email thread being like, guys, look what happens when you don't plan a festival well. When you don't have a Google Doc. Yes. <laughs> this look at what happens. The Literally, the first images here seemed to be sub, like even opening a Google Doc. And the, the, so the first things we were mm. seeing were like tweets, right? Coming in at three in the morning. Yes. Uh, local time. I don't know when you realize that a thing becomes a thing, but it was somewhere around like middle of the night that people started tweeting, mm-hmm. you know, cries for help from Fire Festival. I mean, given that every time I open Twitter these days, it's usually like loading screen, loading screen, loaded. Oh, no, no, mm-hmm. oh, no, no, no. More When's the last things. time you found out something good on Twitter? Like a good um, thing that happened? Um, uh, um, um. <laughs> Uh, oh, um, uh, Kristen Bell gave uh, got a hotel room for Josh Gad's parents in Florida to be safe from Hurricane Irma. That's that pretty good. Is a good. That's good news. Yeah. Of course, that would only happen if there was a natural disaster that was going to devastate the lives of many people. But good for Josh Gad's parents. Totally, totally. And also, why isn't he getting his par- parents? Uh, hotel I think room? she's in Florida. Okay. So ah. she was like, she's covering the hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As only she can. Yes. (laughs) Um, But uh, there was lots of like uh, Anna and Olaf motifs around people are worth melting for. It was uh, very sweet. Oh, man. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, Mm. If you liked... Ari, you found out he was the bachelor. <laughs> That's where I found out. <laughs> <laughs> Our next bachelor, but I think we're all just disappointed it's not Peter, right guys? Yes. 
<laughs> Darn it. Poor uh, Peter. Sure. He'll get his due someday. He said no, guys, and that's the beauty of Peter. Oh. I, I had to watch every episode of one. I've, I've only watched one season of The Bachelor. I think it was two seasons ago, three seasons, whatever. It was uh, Chris. It was the corn farmer. Yeah, the, the, where, mm. he, where... Souls, Chris Souls. Yeah, who future, now has a DUI. Oh, really? Oh. Of course. Uh, where the stipulation of all his his uh, contestant brides to be is that they had to abandon their lives and seclude themselves on his remote Iowa cornfield. Convince a, a field of you know sixteen dental hygienists that they're better off yeah. like waking and, with the sun and slowly scraping. And through the one rows. attorney, like in his final four, and she's like, um, yeah, okay, let me just try to like picture this. Um, is I there like any leave. law here? <laughs> Could I work law. from home for a different city? Like, is that legal in the law profession? Uh, so yes, only bad things on Twitter, but occasionally. But there's certain, come certain moments where it's like, oh, what did this idiot say about X thing? Uh, oh, do we need to pause? What happened to your computer? <laughs> it turned black. <laughs> Please hold. Fuck me. Oh, I might need to use your computer, Chris. Oh wait. Ooh, we're back. We're back. Fuck this computer. Okay. Great. Uh, anyway. Everything's good. Uh, so. Yes, usually uh, when you when you log on to one of the social media platforms, usually Twitter, you see something like, uh, what did this idiot say? Who did what? Mm-hmm. Who did a bad casting announcement where they put a white person in a black role in the comics and who's mad about it and mm-hmm. oh, whatever. But sometimes you log on and there's like a flurry of things. Like the conversation is only about one thing. And this was one of those days where there were maybe five, six photos and that was all anyone could talk about. Yeah, it was great. Um, let's go back to the very beginning to find out why this happened. And how it happened and what happened exactly. All the what's and how's. Billy McFarland was born in 1991 in New Jersey, the son of real estate developers. Uh, By the time he graduated from high school, he described himself as a serial entrepreneur, having started and sold several internet businesses. (laughs) Um, It's not described what businesses these were, but I think it's like literal server farms where people can like stream porn, like just like the really basic internet building blocks. Yeah. Buy a server. Throw some, uh, throw some smut on it. You got yourself a small sell, business. Sell it to the Russians. <laughs> These are I'm the... just a small business owner trying to have my slice of the American dream. <laughs> and you know what? In these days of corporate mergers and conglomerations, where is there space for the mom and pop porn industry? Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Tax credits for them, please. Tax credits for porn entrepreneurs. <laughs> this, is in my, uh, this is in my 2024 platform. Okay, good. Um, while at Bucknell... Uh, he founded a service called Spling, which apparently <laughs> behaved exactly like Google Circles did before Google Circles came out. Also, RIP Google, Google Circles. Circle. I hated Google Circles so much and everything they stood for. Like, I don't want to compartmentalize my life in that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to decide who you're friends with benefits and who you're friends without. Yeah. <laughs> friends without benefits these are my uh, contractor friends or like book club <laughs> uh, i don't think i ever used google circles the way it was meant to be used if he, at all he was also the only person in the world who, who when google circles came out said no i've been <laughs> scooped my idea spling spling that's that, just like he invented <sighs> spling a parody idea of a social network from a cbs sitcom yeah that's very true um as soon as Circles was released, the company foundered. Um, but his big idea came when he and his friends were out to dinner one night and discussed how much they wanted an American Express black card. Uh, black cards, I don't think, have any kind of limit, like credit limit. But most importantly, they're black and they look cool. So he and they're was heavy. Like, and yeah. they're heavy. They're the card and they where, impress people. Where they're like, you want to buy a sandwich? That's cool. You want to sell some weapons on the black market? Use this card. Do yeah. whatever you want. No laws. No masters. No the gods. dark web the black card. card. If yeah. I do something nice, like pick up dinner for my friends, I want them to hear my card hit the table. <laughs> <laughs> you want Shoop. you want the uh, waiter to literally strain at yes. the lifting of the bill enough to say, "Oh, I see. <laughs> you have enough money to pay uh, for this." Thank you. <laughs> So he wanted to make his own black card and he made he had a manufacturer in China literally make a black card and figured out a way to connect his current credit information and history to it. So it's not like he started a credit card company. He, he just start he just made a card and made it attached to a different credit card history. That's the dumbest thing I've heard. It's incredibly dumb. <laughs> he did uh he was like I want a black card but I can't afford a black card but what I can afford is credit fraud. 
Yeah. And what I can't afford is Chinese manufacturing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Just make it out of plastic. Um, he called his black card company Magnuses, which is a Latin word that just doesn't mean anything. So it's not a Latin word. Yeah. Well, it's like a Latin-ish word. <laughs> I, I it sounds very a, powerful. A couple of Latin roots just shoved together. Yeah. 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 yeah, I uh, took four years of Latin-ish that was going towards my master's in the classics-ish. <laughs> the classics? Uh, for $250 a year, um, you got your black card, and you also had access to this social club that he located in a townhouse that he rented, um, and there were parties at the townhouse you could access it 24-7. One person quoted in the article about this basically said that she got it to be like a co-working space, and I was like, <laughs> you should probably pick a different one. Yeah, like, it's a co-working space with as much free coffee and ecstasy as you want. Yeah. Well, that's how you get the work done. Yeah. 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 Um, the parties thrown at it became more elaborate and star studded. Rick Ross showed up one night. Nobody invited him. It was just in South Florida and a party. He just heard it was, it was popping. Yeah. So we went. He's like Bloody Mary, except for, um, you look in, a, you go to a party in Miami and look in the, uh, mirror and say the boss three times and he shows up. <laughs> um a couple nba players joined um so it was actually kind of like it was kind of successful for what it was yeah this is sounding at least more like a thing yeah yeah he's got the party now all he needs to do is monetize it and most importantly ja rule joined the board of magnuses which is how you know you're doing really well i was there any information about how this connection was made how this kid sold himself as a legitimate businessman to ja rule I, well, I feel like, A, it's not probably as hard as it would you would think. Right. <laughs> Maybe as I was saying that, I was thinking like, well, man, you know, if I got a really nice suit and had put together a really good PowerPoint, I could probably get Ja Rule to put, give me some money. Also, mm-hmm. at this point, I'd love to uh, plug my dystopian YA series, Board of Magnuses. <laughs> 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 Will the chosen one <laughs> conquer? He has to. Re- they have to retrieve the uh, the one black card that, uh, <laughs> that controls all civilization. It's a, actually a trilogy. It starts with Board of Magnuses, and then it's Destiny of Magnuses, and yep. then it's I guess what fate, would, fate of Magnuses. Fate of Magnuses. Yeah, yep. very yeah. good. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, sorry, uh, John Rule, if you're listening, <laughs> invest. <laughs> invest. Invest in our to be written book. Yep. Yeah, as a company. I have a PowerPoint and a suit. Sure, yeah. <laughs> We're already shopping around the film rights, though. Yeah, sure. You got to start start big. Um, so, yeah, I don't really know how this became a thing other than, like, people, I guess, like to have fun. And so if you hear that, like, fun, cool parties are happening, like, gradually more and more people go. I've never experienced this, this personally. Sa- this sounds like a Tom Haverford business. Yeah, this it like It sounds like Entertainment 720 where <laughs> they're right. like... Oh, well, we'll just do this. Like, Detlef Shrimp is here. This is not a business? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, if you were throwing a party and measuring its success by who showed up, who would you think you had more successfully thrown a party for? Uh, if, like, um, like Kobe Bryant showed up, mm-hmm. if, like, Rick Ross showed up, mm-hmm. or if, like, um, Elon Musk showed up. Whoa. Mm. I think... Uh... Because some of those people are more party partying oriented. I feel like Kobe is like, well, Kobe's really busy right now with his new like content initiative to like, oh, the mind cage, the mind cage. Oh my God. The Kobe Bryant mind cage. Have you seen this? Um, I've heard about it because I was in a a sports centered ABC pilot this year and Kobe (laughs) uh, had a guest spot. And so Jalen Rose, who was the star of the pilot was talking about like putting on air during his show, this like Kobe stuff and, so that was like my my big uh, background. I haven't watched it, but he was like, yeah, you know, he's like trying to do stuff with um, puppets. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He's a cool guy. It's very weird. And it also seems like uh, if Kobe Bryant is going into his AJ Applewhite phase and is like trying to start Heaven's Gate, this is like the beginning of it. Yeah. I think I would probably, I think Kobe though is the, he's the barometer I'd be looking for. But also I think being in LA, I'd be like, cool rick ross i'd be confused about and (laughs) and wouldn't know how to deal with and elon musk i think i'd be like um worried that i was like in trouble somehow yeah or if he was like just trying to find out stuff about me i think he might kill the vibe like (laughs) yeah i don't think he's like fun He doesn't roll up to a party and he's like, it's Elon Musk, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) He's got like a a Tesla powered boombox that is just like dwarfing whatever sound system you have. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh-huh. and I don't want him thinking that like my party is just like a video game simulation. I want him to know <laughs> that like I did a lot of work on this party. <laughs> um. So yeah, this Magnuses becomes a thing. Um, McFarland started offering members cryptic VIP experiences. Like, That's how um, I like my VIP experiences. Cryptic. cryptic. Yeah. Uh, like being able to just borrow his Maserati for a few <laughs> days. Um, also offering one Magnuses member the opportunity to have Ja Rule put her name in a song for $450. What song? Has to be, to be written. I to mean, be- but that's crazy because like he is not creating right now right yeah when is the new Ja Rule yeah. album I mean now after the end of this debacle like he's going to need to make money somehow my friend just told me that he played the Alexander Wang show with Ashanti and I'm like yeah she, he needs as much yeah. money as he could possibly get his he's, hands he's on. saying a lot of yes yeah yeah uh his VIP experience sounds like if you were waiting for a plane and went into like the the special lounges they had and there was just a guy eating a sandwich in there who was like oh do you want my sandwich <laughs> This is what we've got. It's pretty good. <laughs> I haven't had the second half. So yeah, it's good. You can, you can take it. Fresh. fresh. There's, there's like, I don't know, like a third of a tank of gas in my Maserati. You don't have to fill it up or anything. Just like bring it back. Yeah. I don't know. Here's my house. If you want to wreck up the place, it's cool. You're a VIP. Do what you want. Very bizarre. Uh, an associate of McFarland called his sales pitch style, quote, kind of a cross between a post-aughts meatpacking district promoter <laughs> and a gypsy cab driver waiting to give a tourist a quote until after their luggage is already loaded. Oh, my God. That is pretty perfect. That person is great <laughs> at, at, at uh, this meets this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so he's what, like kind of sketchy. What do you want to sell? What do you, want, you want a credit card? I got credit cards. You want credit cards? No, just get in. Just get in. Come on. We'll do a credit card together. It'll be fine. I'll start a bank account. We'll do, am I a bank? Sure. I can be a bank. Just get in the car come on you're gonna go wherever you want to go steal my car <laughs> steal my car you Set want the car fire. drive the car i want the insurance money Set on fire um when it came time for mcfarland's next venture uh friends described him as losing interest in businesses once they were no longer new and exciting so he's always chasing that he's, he's that a, business a dragon business fuck boy yeah, yeah he's never gonna find love no definitely not that's the thing i it doesn't say anything in this article about him like dating women but i'm sure that was a fucking nightmare for everyone involved <laughs> like i don't even want to know yeah if he only likes his businesses when they're uh when they're new and exciting imagine the, the women yeah and to be super new fresh um he put the social media cart before the organizational and logistical horse on his next venture uh work on fire festival kicked off not with a plan to build stages accommodations and other practical concerns but with social media marketing models bella hadid and kendall jenner i'm sure you guys have maybe heard of them uh, uh and many other influencers <laughs> participated in a video shoot and promoted the fest by posting the video on their instagrams right and there was also like that day that a bunch of influencers just posted like the orange fire yes yes like as the, as like a picture mm-hmm. is when you're event planning the number one thing you need to do is call models yes and i think i mean the marketing is g- a good idea it should have been for like in two more years right yes. you know like because right. uh, I that's like a cool idea to just like get attract the type of people who want to pay that amount of money to go to this like insane festival. Yes. Mm-hmm. Give yourself more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like when he actually has a good idea uh, rather than making knockoff black cards. Uh, he doesn't understand that. He, yeah, he's too um uh, uh, interested in. The fresh newness of it. Yeah. He has to get the fire festival on its feet before he uh, gets bored of it. And dude, you can delegate that if that's the part you hate. Like, tell us, get some people who know what's up. Yeah, and take two years and let them work while you just keep doing credit card parties, and then come back <laughs> and be like, "Oh, cool, it's ready, dope, yes. awesome." You did your job. I'll sign a McFarlane, check. McFarland, figure out how to facilitate, man. <laughs> Um, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. Yeah, no, he. I think he can. He can learn his lesson. the The video's copy read: two transformative weekends, an immersive music festival. Dot dot dot. On a remote and private island in the Exumas. Dot dot dot. The best in food, art, music, and adventure. Dot dot dot. On the boundaries of the impossible. <laughs> Again, these cryptic uh, passes. It was the boundary of impossible, though, because it was not possible. Yeah. <laughs> then, in a weird way, that's the only promise that the most cryptic promise is the, the one, one they, they kept. <laughs> yes. But that's where that's where Billy is most comfortable is like on the the boundary, the DMZ of the impossible. Yes. 
I want to go to a festival that more advertises itself as like on the boundaries of cosmic knowledge of made of unfathomable forms that so will warp your perception of very man. Rea- okay, <laughs> um, so the interest in the fire festival was immediate. The ticket prices were exorbitant. Um, I think they ran from minimum two grand to like 12 grand if you wanted the like the most swagged out package. But there was demand for them. Um, 5,000 people per weekend were estimated to have bought passes for this. So not like, you know, not Coachella levels, but a lot of people willing to shell out minimum two grand. Yes. Yeah. Nuts. I'm, uh, I'm, I met someone uh, whose uh, little brother went and like uh, actually got all the way there no okay but was like go got a pass from a friend they mm-hmm. were like describing this this like guy's charmed life where like things just like keep working out for him and they're like he got it for free uh he went with like a bunch of friends and they were like on what was going to be like the last flight and it got canceled or they started hearing about it so then he just had like a great weekend in miami sure. <laughs> so like, like this guy cannot be touched he just like <laughs> walks through life bulletproof of just like yeah i'll go to fire festival free oh it's st- it's terrible i'll just party in miami <laughs> turn right around great. yeah sure i just found 50 dollars on the ground yeah, yeah. it's amazing uh, and I'll be part of a giant class action suit against this. Wait, I'm going to make like. money off this Miami weekend? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want to go back to one thing from that copy. Uh, yeah. A fully, the quote, a fully immersive festival experience. Yes. Does it get more immersive of an experience than just being, being at there. a place? Yeah, everything is immersive. A festival is immersive. Guys, are we participating in a fully immersive podcasting experience right now? I'm immersed. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm <laughs> so immersed in this podcasting experience. just washing over me. I mean... I guess like if you don't stay on the grounds of Coachella, maybe you're slightly less immersed when you wake up in your house in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. But there's an immersive version. Yes. Right. And this is like private island. Just so, so immersed in the sand. And then it wasn't, right? No. It, yes. <laughs> there's like, not a private there's island. There's a sandals, right? Yeah. It's like a sandals or one of those other type of like swingers uh, things. Is you know, sandals for swingers? Sandals is for monogamous people. There is there is a swingers all-inclusive place that I read about once. Swing, swingles. Swing zone. The swingles. 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 <laughs> Swindles. Um, yeah, no, this is so nothing <laughs> is was planned. Is Sandals a swinger's place? No. Does swinging happen at Sandals? Assuredly. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure, yes. Not all swingers go to Sandals. sandals. But all Sandals host swingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So nothing was planned at this festival. Uh, all the, it seems like the entire budget and effort was going into securing models and athletes and everyone to post about it, but nothing was actually happening to plan it. So by this is February, how we're going to build a better, better world, more posting. This more is how posting. politics is going to get changed. This is how better events and experiences are going to be made for people. Never stop posting. This is how we're going to build a brighter tomorrow. Post before plan, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Post was, first, think later. He yeah. was just like the secreting it, maybe. Like he just really wanted the festival to happen. Oh my God, it's so crazy how much work goes into a festival that you think it could just like come together is so insane. Even it's, festivals it's, that have been planned still go wrong and often. It's, and it's like when you're at one of these things, anything from a uh, like a, a state fair to a huge music festival, it's like when you think of any individual thing of it like you might just be in a big field with like a stage on one end and some like snacks on the side but when you think about any specific part of like a snack truck that needs to get there and also needs to get access to heat water uh you know a constant supply of food into it where is that food coming from they have to negotiate with vendors on like Mm -hmm. every single you know the electricity for the lights of the stage needs to be contracted through a place that has reliable general like every part of the bathrooms alone is probably staffed by like 25 people i i'm I'm sure that Coachella just has like a bathroom division. Yeah. That's yes. just like, it's just their responsibility to like do run the numbers on porta potties, <laughs> run the numbers on trailer. Like, yeah. you know what that is. Get the best. Really just crunch those one and ones and twos. They have yeah. a CPO, They're like chief Saturday potty operator. Na- <laughs> Let's bring in more cleaning crews for like Sunday morning. Cause it's max like puke time. Yeah. Like, like, people are thinking this through. There yeah, are yeah. charts and graphs. Charts and graphs. They're in like a, a, a uh, Houston style control room, except it's just all bar graphs about potty levels. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. It's complicated. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, by February of 2017, 
McFarlane realized the job he'd originally hoped that he could just outsource to other people uh, and other production companies with investor money would have to be done himself. So basically he did explore the option of like using other people, but there's no one who does everything that he needed to be done at once. Like there are people who can make experiences VIP, but they need like places to sleep in order to make them VIP. Like you need a house before you can make it a VIP house. That's just an important lesson for us all. (laughs) Here's a plot of grass. Make it VIP. VIP grass. This is VIP grass. Only the best grass. Kentucky Bloom. Super, mm. so super nice. lush. lush. Yeah. Great, great. No, no itchy. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of that itchy grass. <laughs> um, Wait, so, so this is yeah. February. This is February of 2017 and, and it's scheduled at the end first of, of... First week of May? Yeah, end of last week of April, yeah. I think. Great, great so, time. Um, he's probably not totally stressed doable. at all. The thing is, he probably isn't stressed no. at all. I think he just thinks it's gonna. This is truly. He is like he is the Greek tragic figure of our time. Like yeah. he like this. The we have allowed society to produce a person like this with like such ridiculous hubris. Guys, this is a mirror <laughs> to us all. Yes, <laughs> we have all allowed this guy to happen. Yep. People should have told him no more. Yes. Look, look inside yourself. Like when he made a fake credit card <laughs> right. and nobody was like, you should go to jail. You are not a bank. Right. Well, I mean, we all need to look inside ourselves and, and look at our it, McFarland and say, is and this say, who I, I am? Can I make a fake credit card? Yeah. Should I make should a fake I? credit card? I'm already making a fake credit card. It's already done. It's done The now. order's into China. Can I sign you guys up for a, a Wade Black? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what kind of VIP experiences can I expect? Uh, anything in this house is yours. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. As pretty. much as you can carry out. Oh, all right. I do have a backpack, so. Zero percent <laughs> APR. Uh, so a production executive who was in quite like he was close to the festival. He said, what I heard was Billy literally Googled how to rent a stage and he rented a stage and that was it. So that, that was all they had. Like at that point there was literally not a stage. And so we Googled how to, I'm just going to Google that right now. Oh yes. Please tell us. What I happens. hope the first hit is if you are McFarlane, Billy McFarlane, is that his name? Yes. yes. If you Billy are Billy McFarlane, please take a break from the internet. <laughs> Wow. So you you can rent a stage. Um, I'm finding ones that are like, you know, four feet by four feet. Great. It's a start. Uh, you yeah. know, forty one ninety five gets you like a little like one of those little skirts that you can put around the stage. Great. Right. We're so, almost to a festival. So, yeah, that, I think just add models and you're good. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're good. The just models add are... mo- models to stage skirts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, models are usually pretty tiny. You don't need a lot or you can fit a lot of them on a pretty small stage. Sure. Save money that way. Mm-hmm. And hire one of those band. tiny bands. You one know? of those tiny bands? Yeah. Like a singer-songwriter? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I was thinking of like a band made of like six-inch tall people. Okay. Oh, like sure. A yeah. a little Puchin band. Playing a little toy piano? Yeah, playing a little toy Aww. piano. That sounds great. Think of, imagine just like a, an Ed Sheeran, except he's like 10 inches tall. So little. little. Like the borrowers. <laughs> yes. yes. That's great. Guys, Ed Sheeran looks like a borrower that's been blown up to regular person size. Can I just say, I do not accept the reality of Ed Sheeran being uh, being that into sex. (laughs) International sex symbol. I mean, I understand people being attracted to him because people are always attracted to talent. But the content of his songs being like, I'm in love with your body. I just don't buy it for one second like a song about a prostitute dying in the cold i'm like absolutely yeah (laughs) (laughs) i thought i was gonna say like a picturesque moonlit glen that too but his first hit is about a prostitute dying in the cold yeah (laughs) and she don't want to go outside tonight and in a pipe she flies to the motherland or sells love to another man it's too cold outside my Ed Sheeran knowledge is limited to like maybe some hooks and also knowing of his terrible tattoos. Yes, his tattoos are truly awful. He, Another the, reason why I don't believe him being that into bodies. Yes. Uh, the, <laughs> the first time or the seeing the picture of him in the car with all his tattoos, he looks like he got bigged from the Tom Hanks <laughs> movie Big. And then his first decision was go to the tattoo parlor. Yeah. Just fuck me up. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. I got I got so much more real estate now that I'm not a borrower. <laughs> um i think i mean i don't i'm not like a super huge fan i think his music is good like for i think he is delivering on the promise of what he does but i'm like the more and more he veers into like 
curves of bodies. I'm like, no, no. absolutely not. Hard no. Hard no. I'm in love with your body. Every day discovering something brand new. I'm in love with the shape of When we can, we let the story begin. We're going out on our first date. You and me are thrifty, so go all you can eat. Fill up your bag and I fill up the plate. We took for hours and he also spends more time in that song talking about um, like eating at an all-you-can-eat buffet yes. because he wants to save money, and then the body comes after. I mean, maybe he's just a feeder. Oh, I'm gonna start this rumor now. Ed Sheeran feeder. Because the larger the women are that he feeds, the more room for bad tattoos. Because once he runs out of <laughs> his own space skin, yeah, he needs he's to gotta start find a muse and a model. A can- no, I'm sorry, a canvas. A canvas, blank canvas. <laughs> Oh, Ed. Um, Ed Sheeran was not going to play a fire festival. He could have, though. He could have. Eh, yeah. I don't know. Um, the So the festival's looming. They need more money, of course. Um, so he gets this last-minute loan uh, from a New York investor. And the terms of that $3 million loan, um, this was April 10th. So this was like two oh weeks before my God. the A $3 million loan? $3 million. Who is looking at this... Well, I mean, obviously loans are bullshit and most loans are, I guess, given what I know about the economy, most loans are given to rob money from people. Yeah, they're gambles. Yeah. yeah so, but I, still, who is looking at this guy's business plan being like, I have a credit card. It's made of cardboard. I have the idea of a festival that some models have tweeted about and it's happening in three weeks. Uh, can I walk out of here with $3 million? Sure. So they didn't name the investor, but I assume it's someone who's just like the absolute bottom of the barrel financially in terms of like who you're dealing with. Uh, he's actually just like a dark shadow in a corner. Uh, yeah, I think he's a, a cocaine pile. Or <laughs> you turn on the lights and it just blows away. Yeah, like I think like he's sort of like the, the boogeyman in Nightmare Before Christmas yes. where you open his suit and it's just cocaine. It just spills out. <laughs> And uh, then, like, dollar bills, like, shoot out of it, yeah. like an ATM. <laughs> they fly away like little moths. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say probably the same thing, but it sounds like uh, maybe like a Jared Kushner project. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean. Hot take. It yeah. could It could have been. Guys, I don't he want to get political involved. here. But this, uh, this, this president's family, maybe not so smart. <laughs> oh, my God. Ground groundbreaking insight. I mean, I'm sure he might have asked Jared Kushner at some point. I yeah. bet they rolled maybe Jared Kushner there went to a magazine. Party. Someone show me Jared Kushner's wallet and prove to me he doesn't have that credit card. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Guilty no until less proven than innocent. Two degrees of separation. Yeah. It's like him to uh, Martin Shkreli, and I'm sure Martin Shkreli has Jared Kushner's phone number. Yes. Well, I also think that Martin Shkreli and this guy are probably like extremely tight. Yeah, this is, yeah, they're definitely the first two members of a like X Men style team of a, uh, a board of mag mag. What is it? Magnuses. <laughs> Magnuses. The board of Magnuses. The yes. board. Yeah, he's a major character in our in our novel. Oh, I'll also put uh, what's that guy's name? Briggs Buffington from Brooks Buffington, <laughs> Brooks, Brooks the Buffington. inventor of Yik Yak. Oh. Is, he looks exactly what a Briggs Buffington you would imagine. Brooks Buffington? Brooks. I can't do this. Brooks Buffington. Brooks Buffington. If you put in your head what you think a Brooks Buffington looks like, That's like he might be mad at the loser frat for wrecking up his regatta. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Or and like, Yak just became like a vehicle for racism, right? Yes, yeah. Immediately. It's just total hara- on anonymous to harassment. To which their answer is mostly like, well, it's what the market wants. Oh boy. Yeah. Brooks. Yick. Yuck. <laughs> 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 got him got him nailed it burn sick burn um so this loan this three million dollar loan they had to pay uh five hundred thousand dollars of it back in the next 16 days um they need to make several other payments on time they needed to raise the company's valuation to more than 75 million or face a nine hundred thousand dollar penalty this is a classic mr wonderful deal <laughs> deal in shark tank <laughs> You need to just have like the balls to walk away and be like, no, yeah. my company f- that saves wine is worth like <laughs> me <laughs> holding on to it rather than taking this horrible deal with the devil. I'm yeah. going to give you $3 million and you owe me $500,000 in 14 days. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. And so think about, I can't even imagine what the fine print on that deal must, must be like. It, it's like, and then after 14 days, we can just kill you. And I bet they like, do not get lawyers involved. Cause they're like, they, I don't, they're boring. It's, I don't like talking to them. Yeah. They're not fun at lunch. They yeah, say like, they keep saying no to me for things. And like, yeah. that's a huge hassle. I really don't like, I, I that. hate barriers. Like I'm on the boundaries of impossible. I can't <laughs> be dealing with this. I'm just trying to immerse myself in this experience of a high risk investment. Oh yeah. my God. 
It's just maritime law, really. Yeah. Just take to the sea. I'm sure that might be a defense. Of oh, yeah. In his, you that know, actually he was okay, on that would an be island. the smart way to do this is to use all the seed money that you get from uh, having uh, sexy Instagram ladies post about you to just rent a, uh, a like a small landmass in international waters and then send all your influencers there. And then any crime that happens there, you can't you can't be responsible for that's international waters. Yeah. Do you know that? In maritime law, if a boat is abandoned, it's your boat. Really? If you can get it back out of the water. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. My, I feel like we law. need to start doing that. Yeah, my brother-in-law's brother-in-law. <laughs> your brother-in-law law? My brother-in-law law. Um, he, there was like a beautiful sailboat in the Bahamas that someone had. And I think there might be like, you have to make sure no one claims it for five days or something like that. But then he like got the water out and fixed the boat and then had like a beautiful sailboat. Amazing. And it was just Because if you take care of it, it's yours. The oh thing about maritime law is that humanity's system of laws has been evolving for, uh, you know, 10,000 years. And it seems like at year 1,000, they were like, we're we good. got maritime law. No we're more good. laws. Yeah. We're good. They're like, these are boats and they float. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. Just take to the sea. If you kill a walrus with your hands, you're the boat captain now. I and mean, then you can marry everyone on the boat, whether they want to or not. Part of me thinks they have a right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. So McFarland paid back barely a hundred grand of the money that Great he start. was supposed to festival pay before the happened, festival. Right? Festival hasn't happened. So basically, they think that going through with the festival, you know, in the question of like, why did they still do this, <laughs> was his last chance to make any money at all because otherwise he was so sufficiently screwed anyway. He's like at a hole so deep, you just got to keep digging until you come out the other side. Yeah, he's like, maybe 5,000 people won't notice that they just have a cheese sandwich. <laughs> it's worth it. It's we got to we gotta try. We got to hope that they're going to say, that was a good cheese sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> no bands play, but that festival is killer. I mean, as I a mean, cheese festival, is incredible. <laughs> the cheese wasn't melted, but it was great. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to have it. You yeah, know, like, that's actually how you're supposed to have it. Yeah. Um, imagine if that had actually happened, though, he would have just gone insane at the disconnect from reality. Yeah, because that's the ultimate yes. That's the ultimate pass on your horrible yeah. behavior. It would have been like a Poe story where like, or, or, or you know, like a 19th century horror story where like uh, the character has a complete break from reality and just becomes a gibbering idiot. Mm-hmm. And this story is told by like a detective 40 years later in He's the like, insane I, asylum. I am a god. People will do whatever I say and they'll give me millions of dollars and it doesn't matter. Cheese sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to have some cheese sandwiches? They're magical. <laughs> um, so a talent producer who never signed an NDA before she started working for Fire Festival Great. Uh, spoke to New York Magazine about briefly working for her. This was after all the shit the, hit the, the fan. The the sweetest words in journalism. Never no signed. NDA. <laughs> so she, she showed up at the site about six weeks before the fest was supposed to happen. She said, flying in, the water looked beautiful, but I was almost immediately warned not to go near it because of a rampant shark problem <laughs> so things could have actually gone a lot worse at fire festival is what i'm learning well, from this i like that it just it doesn't start with like oh there was like a storm and so the water's a little cloudy or like oh we have one of those weird algaes that might make people sick it's immediately sharks, sharks. yeah <laughs> man eaters will kill you if you go in the water <laughs> Um, and it was clear to her that Firefest was going to be a disaster because nothing was built. They were in a gravel pit without a stage. Uh, when faced with the decision to try to start anew in 2018 instead of going through with 2017, a guy from the marketing team said, let's just do it and be legends, man. I mean, they did it. And now they are legends. And heroes get remembered, but legends never die. That's true. So... <laughs> This is like a live long enough to see yourself be the villains uh, moment where they're just like, well, we're going to do it. We're going to be the bad guys. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Yep. Fuck. Uh, yeah. That night, Ja Rule gave a toast to shore up morale, saying to living like movie stars, partying like rock stars and fucking like porn stars, which is exactly the kind of toast I feel like Ja Rule <laughs> would always give. Uh, That's actually an old Irish blessing. That? Yeah. <laughs> May the wind be always at your back. My, may the sun shine warm upon your face. May we fuck like porn stars. <laughs> the old Celtic porn stars. Oh my god. My grandma I, has that. I do not want to fuck like a porn star. That like that is not athletically with high production values. Lots of stopping to change the camera angle. Yes, lots of Constantly people watching in a house s- that's not yours. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, man, lots of care about hygiene, not because you want to feel nice, but because it's legally mandated. Yeah, and I think uh, with those three, 
I just wanted to be like, I want to live like a movie star and party like a movie star and have sex like a movie star. Yeah, I mean, as we've learned from this uh, this podcast, partying like a rock star gets very sad yeah. very quick. Yeah, yeah, Partying yeah. like a rock star is like there's a short, short line between having fun and drinking your own vomit. Yeah. Literally. Oh, gosh. Shout out to Duff McKagan. Shout out, Duff. A number one. Burn bright. <laughs> He's good now. Now he just like I assume loves. They juice. should have gotten Duff on to do that. Duff's a financial planner. He could have whipped this thing into shape. I think Duff would have seen this plan and been like, "I can't be associated with this." Look, I'm a man who. And then who's... Axel Rose would have been like, "Let's do it." <laughs> That's the fuck No, no. This is why we never work. We'll play all three weekends. <laughs> There's only two. <laughs> we'll we'll do it all. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So the weekend arrives, April 27th, 2017. People who paid as much as 12 grand for tickets alone. Uh, also, oh. like all the VIP villas and all that shit was extra. I think there was like a $400,000 package where you got to eat with an artist. I don't think any artists eventually made it down there. So that definitely wouldn't have worked out. It just sounds awkward, too. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I know. That doesn't sound like fun for anybody. Like eating at a wedding where you don't know all the people at the table is already awkward because you have to like watch other people and have them watch you like shovel sustenance into your mouth. But like doing it with somebody that you really respect, like watching any popular musician eat is not going to be fun. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to spend um, basically a house to just like feel just to feel that time that they don't want to be there. Like <laughs> To feel actively hated yes, by yes. a musician. To feel like I have entrapped them in a prison. It's like, should I send, you know, my two children to college or should I sit and watch Ja Rule eat corn on the cob? You know who would be a good musician to eat with, though? Who? I think Rihanna. I think that she, yeah. watching like Rihanna, how's a taco would be great sure like pizza i could imagine her eating a big hearing pizza. hearing about the rihanna plane though do you guys remember the rihanna plane no. where she brought a bunch of journalists on tour with her and like flew them with her and it sounded like it was a nightmare like rihanna will do whatever she wants to do but then everyone else just kind of gets fucked in her wake like if she wants to go shopping at you know 2 a.m at dolce and gabbana like you're good but like you have to wait in the car Whoa. for her to shop so I don't know if she'd be that fun to eat I mean, that's fine because like Dolce & Gabbana is not really my style. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm good. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm fine. I'm fine in the, in the dark in the car. Okay. <laughs> the festival starts. Uh, weekend one, people deplane and arrive at the island of Great Exuma in the Bahamas, which is not a private island. It is a public island. To find what attendee Shivi Kumar called a total shit show. The fest had promised private villas, five-star catering, insane VIP experiences, and performances by Blink-182, Major Laser, Disclosure, Migos, and others. I don't know who the and others is. Those are the only four that I consistently see having signed on. But there were apparently like 40 acts. I just assume most of them were not worth mentioning, or they just got rid of themselves before look i know it's uh it's cliche bordering on uncouth to accuse bands that uh profited uh punk proffered punk values in the 90s to accuse them of selling out mm-hmm. but even for blink 182 the fire festival is a bit of a sellout uh, i yeah i don't know i feel like they have children and want to give them really luxurious lives and just mm-hmm. want to get paid as much as possible yeah I also think you're not valuing their deep friendship with Ja Rule enough. <laughs> That's true. true. They did it as a personal favor. For yeah, ja Rule. yeah, yeah. I think it was like more of a friendship move. Yeah. Um, I bet the other forty acts were just various, uh, like groupings of DJs. Yes. But mm-hmm. they like so there's only like five DJs there, but the combinations of them are forty acts. Yes. Like, <laughs> They had to come up with they a new name for each one. On, e- on each other's it, it, and shifted the ring of DJs. One exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. just a round robin of DJ yeah, yeah. sets. <laughs> Uh, and they all have names where it's like a regular person's name with one letter replaced with a weird letter like Mark, but the A is a V. Yeah. Merverk. Yeah. Yeah. And He's it's Swedish, so it's okay. Space between. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. It's actually just a That's name the way they do things there. Um, they Attendees showed up and they saw there was rain damage to the site because it had rained the night before. Very like Alanis Morissette, ironic. Like it's like, it's rain, like rain on your festival day, or even more ironic, it's like rain on your fire uh, day. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. 
finally something that's actually right around. around yeah <laughs> um there were fema style tents full of soaked bedding uh staff dumping luggage off the back of a truck in the dark and having people just dig through hundreds of suitcases um and then the actual I love mm-hmm. that for as much as crazy people rail against or rail out the conspiracy theory of like fema death camps mm-hmm. what it actually takes to create the conditions closest to a FEMA death camp is a luxury festival experience for Instagram influencers gone horribly wrong yes yes um and uh McFarlane was there he was there standing on a table yelling for people to find a tent this is great we're having a good time sign up for a credit card while you're here as long as I'm saying it's good, it must be good. We've had it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. No one, I, I can't hear anyone saying it's not good. It's not, it's because it's good. <laughs> if you shout loud enough, yeah. you can't hear what other people say. Oh, like everybody's having a terrible time. You're just shouting out of a bullhorn. As long as I keep talking, it's still great. <laughs> he probably had a cheese sandwich while he was there. Ooh. Or maybe he brought his own like special... Special yeah. airport McDonald's. And again, as part if you read the entire VIP contract, anything he was eating, you had the right to eat as well. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, he's eating with an artist. I bet he's like, he's like hunkered down with Jaw Roll, giving a cheese sandwich. So he got that experience. He's like, this is VIP. Everything's fine. I'm getting all the things that I outlined. I am a VIP. Thus, everything I do is VIP. I'm having, I'm currently having a VIP experience. So how can you say there are not VIP experiences happening? And here? like I said, there'd be like a treasure hunt, and you're like hunting for your your bag. And I bet there's some great treasures in your bag. So boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Your bags are on the boundaries of the impossible right now. Please sort through them to find them. <laughs> Immerse yourself in this luggage. <laughs> uh, an attendee named Matt remembers approaching a festival staffer and asking for a VIP tent um, as opposed to the normal tent. I guess. Please, staff, may I have a VIP, VIP tent? tent? I just, I feel VIP? like. VIP? <laughs> how dare you? I feel like they must have sold like. 25 tiers of housing like vip tent vvipp tents like the the dome the the mondo dome yeah this one comes with an extra table i agree i love uh having to go through whenever you like are in something that has those kinds of experiences and you have to like evaluate yourself being mm-hmm. like i don't Am I, do I deserve preferred or do I want choice specialty experience? Uh, I'm just choice select. <laughs> but choice specialty comes with a sparkling water. So think, think on that a little harder. I do love, I do love my seltzer. Uh, but the, he asked for VIP tent. The staffer shook his head. Honestly, man, he said it's every man for himself. <laughs> so it really escalated quickly from like luxury festival to just survivor. <laughs> Imagine ever being in a situation where you were told that seriously by somebody. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's On ter- an island. It's terrifying. <laughs> when are we getting the feel good stories about couples who met and are in love? Ooh. Or like babies. Yeah. Fire, fire babies. babies. <laughs> a new generation of villains. Is well, built. when there's no, you know, good food to eat, no bands to see, like no beer. There was no beer shipped to this island. You just got to have sex with the first person you see. There'll just be beer there. Yeah. It's an island. Of course there's beer. They have beer. I don't know. Everywhere I go, I can get a beer. (laughs) (laughs) Just shake a palm tree and a Corona falls out. That's how it happens in the commercials. That's how it happens in the commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Find your beach. Find your, find your beer tree. Um, the every every man for himself experience was shared exhaustively on social media by a writer named Seth Crosno, who writes under the pen name William Needham Finley the Fourth for a satirical North Carolina blog. So you know some heroes are made, not born. Yes. Um, this is uh, um, that guy's got a good life. I, I wonder f- what his blog readership is. That's probably much increased after the fire yeah. festival. So in terms of like who winners versus losers, I think it's basically he wins and everyone else loses. <laughs> yeah. More followers. Uh, he documented the event uh, exhaustively. He tweeted a video of aimless attendees milling around the unfinished campsite with the caption "Firefest is a complete disaster. Mass chaos. No organization. No one knows where to go. There are no villas. Just a disaster tent city. <laughs> uh, I can. I like that as soon as very direct indications of like what to do, like literally move in this direction, an arrow pointing you to tents that people just descend into decisionless zombies. Right. Sometimes you need a leader or you just need a sign telling you where to go or you need Billy McFarlane telling you where to go. Just find a tent. (laughs) Just find a tent. You are having a good time. (laughs) 
this is amazing. Um, he also tweeted a picture of the secure lockers that they were promised, oh and it's God. literally just like... The the amazing thing about these pictures is that everything is so isolated on the grounds that it's not like, you know, this whole villa, like this whole scene. It's just like one locker, locker. and it's open and there's no locks. They're like, oh, you have to bring your own locks for your locker. I think that that's one of the most visually interesting and like fun things about this story is not that there was nothing there, but that some effort was made, but to create the most comically little that could possibly be done. Yes. As possible. It looks like, honestly, like a tornado swept through the area and then things landed just wherever. (laughs) Like there was a festival on the next island over and a a typhoon came through and this was the island that got the refuse. Yeah. 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 Um, So night fell. This guy still didn't have an assigned tent. He kept going into tents and then getting kicked out by people whose tents it actually was. Uh, Any any story that includes the phrase then night fail yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> oh no <laughs> things are getting extremely the influencers are stirring night is falling this is when the land sharks come <laughs> you know what's immersive the dark <laughs> <laughs> on the boundaries um he was it promised oh by the way the food was supposed to be a uniquely authentic island cuisine experience with local seafood Bahamian style sushi and even a pig roast. To me, it's it would be ominous if they had all the materials for the pig roast, but no pig, but definitely a lot of people. Yeah. I know, I know a pig we can roast. Yeah. His last name's McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. The Lord of the Flies comparisons just like write themselves yes. at a at a rate that can't even be spoken. I yes. Mean, yep. I'll talk about this a little more at the end, but one of my favorite things about this and about this year in general is the number of things that if you tried to write them in a parody, like a satirical novel about our time would be noted as, no, this is too obvious. This yeah. is way too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A luxury festival only for the richest, most privileged influencers that turns immediately into a comically Lord of the Flies situation. I mean, okay, I get your concept. I get your premise, but let's just smooth this out a little Can bit. We ground this in any level of reality. Yeah. Like we need a stronger second act before the real disaster comes. It's just like, it's, it's too much. Yeah. I'm supposed to believe that no one asked why. <laughs> that when people were packaging these cheese, single sliced cheese sandwiches, way too few of them, they were like, is this not going to work? <laughs> I just pu- pulled up a picture of the accursed locker. See, this is what I mean is like, it's literally just in the middle of like a little tuffet of like gravel and grass and straw and dirt. And tents in the background. Yeah. And it's uh, 15 lockers. <laughs> yeah. It's 15 tiny lockers. So 15 of you get to store your spa- your stuff. You in- can put it on a shelf essentially yes. because there's no lock. Right. <laughs> right. Um, by the VIP shelf experience. <sighs> VIP. Uh, by midnight of that night, this guy, Seth Crosno, fled the site for the airport, but he didn't get much further than the airport. Um, he tweeted a picture from the plane that they were just sitting on the runway while they check every single passport again by hand on a clipboard. Uh, they got shunted on and off the plane like a couple times, and then they got locked in the airport while they were trying to check the manifest. So like this is just they can't leave the island. Uh, this is sounding exactly like the very the beginning of the end of Jonestown. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know how well you know that story, but the, the climax begins with a senator visiting uh, a uh, tropical country and not being able to get back on the plane. Right. Spooky. <laughs> Maybe, I mean, it would be a good zone for a cult, this, the fire festival, but like, I, once again, you got to do way more planning to get a cult. Like, Jonestown was like very, very meticulously planned. Yeah. And, yeah, and Heaven's Gate, they all knew like what shoes to wear. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm sure the Scientologists, Scientology people are looking at this like amateurs. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know who could have pulled this off? The Sea Org. Yes. The Sea Org would have Without crushed flexing. it. Sea Org, like cruise festival would be kind of awesome, actually. Yeah. Real efficient. Yeah. The first two days would be a lot of good, clean fun. And then the third day. You have to pay. Like, <laughs> would be and, and also like, so let's talk about uh, every negative experience you've ever had. Yeah. If you give me 10 experiences, you get to go to the buffet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You'll be clear by this afternoon for skeet shooting. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, this guy, he's trapped on this island. Um, it gets so hot in the airport that a dude passes out. He eventually makes it back to Miami by the following morning. Um, and this is, I think, oh, at the point when like the those, tweets hit the fan. He did one of those uh, boat commandeerings. Yeah. <laughs> to get back. Yeah, he doesn't say how he got back, but he, I think there was some piracy involved. Um, the social media shit totally hit the fan. There's a Twitter user who wrote, I've always dreamed of building elaborate death traps that attract the 1%, but Fire <laughs> Festival actually went and did it. Kudos. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is the thing is like something that would be like an allegory of like a revolutionary narrative in the 19th century, uh, but just accidentally created yes. uh, by the rich. I guess the point of the story is uh, if you give uh, the wealthy enough rope, they'll eventually hang themselves. Yeah, I think like that's the, the, the comfort to take is yes. like, don't worry, they will eventually destroy themselves. <laughs> Now there's going to be so much vetting for future, you know, new island festivals. It's going to be like we need to see a VR version all in advance. But yo, man, have you done one in the mountains? Okay, so it's a totally different story. No first, cabins, we crash just plane, trees, just <laughs> into the mountains, and then we party. It's going to be amazing. People are going to get eaten. <laughs> it might be you. Snow's going to get melted for water. Yep. And disclosures playing. And disclosures. <laughs> He's going to be awesome. So this is like all of a sudden the media I'm like. Just imagine like a uh, disclosure in like uh, the middle of a festival, you know, being being like, hey, man, we're all here to have good vibes, good time. But I'm going to ask you guys to take a step back from the stage and also stop eating each other. We're here for a good time with friends. We're all r- up to get in Mountain Fest. You know, we're having a good time. Just. Take a step back and no eating. If the eating could just, or could you, maybe not in front of me, like it's distracting me from my drops. My drops. My, all my drops. Oh, God. So the the media like jumps on this, obviously, and everyone story. who's even remotely around or near the festival gets interviewed for all of these sites, and that's how this entire podcast came together was all that coverage um there was like literally a model who gave an interview to people magazine about how she almost went but didn't <laughs> and that like that was basically it. it was like well i was gonna go got a great story boss <laughs> uh this model right she um she heard about Firefest. Oh, so she went to the Fire Festival? No, boss, but she posted the little orange flame picture. Okay, so she posted pictures from this exclusive. No, 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 no. The the little orange picture that just prompted the ticket buying. Okay, so she was on her way to Fire Festival when No no no. She was smart enough to stay at home, but she thought about it. Alright, about the got, full tomorrow. You yeah. never won. <laughs> I got four pages on it. <laughs> um so yeah, th- I mean, I don't know what we can learn about Firefest, other than don't do it. Um, for example, no, one no. one lasting legacy of this is that Billy McFarlane was arrested two months after Fire Festival for wire fraud. <laughs> the credit card finally caught up to him. Well, so it was for inflating his company's revenue projections. Sure. So to like these investors who were like, no, this is not this is not right. Okay, sharks, listen, I have little things you could put at the end of your shoelaces. I'm asking for $5 million for 1% of my company. <laughs> Here's the thing about shoes. Everyone wears them. So the market is huge. huge. And this is untapped. No one's putting little charms on the end of shoelaces. All right, guys. My product is, imagine if there was a festival. Okay, so you're going to plan a festival. No, no, no. Imagine if there was a festival. And, and what's now- great about that is I my overhead is minimal. <laughs> You just pay me to keep thinking about it. The first festival that exists only in the collective unconsciousness. What's special about our festival is it exists only in the hearts and minds of man. In in the laughter of a child, (laughs) our festival resides. I want $20 million for 2% of this company. I mean, honestly, sold. When is it happening? Three weeks? Great. And also, all the time. It's happening. Always. It's happening now. We're in Fire Festival, fully immersed. Guys, what if we are in Fire Festival? Anytime you talk about Fire Festival, that is Fire Festival. That's right. Like, we don't know that we're not mm-hmm. in Fire Festival right now. And I can decide at any moment to choose that I'm VIP. Right. Are uh, you VIP? Yes. Yes. Cool. Right. Am I? Yes. <laughs> no. Cool, cool, cool. Well, you, I can't tell you. Oh, VIP no. VIP is something that you only discover after and, a long period Molly, of spiritual. I feel like if you have to ask me, you might never be. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. 
nothing even works not even my dreams <laughs> uh so yeah billy got arrested uh there's also crazy amounts of lawsuits at this point to both billy and Ja and the models who posted on instagram because not all of them even disclosed that it was an ad they didn't do that hashtag, hashtag ad, ad. Hashtag SpawnCon. Hashtag SpawnCon. SpawnCon con extremely wrong. <laughs> SpawnCon gone wrong? <laughs> yes. A, a number one fire festival. Yes. Um, so that's all That's all not good. Um, the, la- the last tidbit from this I'd like to share is that this blogger, this North Carolina blogger, Seth Krosno, was trying to apply for his refund. And he noted that there's also an option to instead receive twice the number of VIP passes in 2018. And the button to select this says, yes, let it ride. I'd love to support you all in creating something amazing. Wow. It's just the hubris. I never How ends. do you do let it that? Ride. Let, just let it ride, guys. Let it ride. I'd love to help you create something amazing. If I wait too long to send an email... I basically feel like I need to uh, go into hiding, like delete my social security number and erase my identity and go into hiding. Well, as you a can't, you can't delete your social security now. It's too late. I look, maybe I'll it's just already, make a, a the bots one. have it already. So maybe you're I'll, good there. Maybe I'll just make a fake one and get it made by China. Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Change my identity, go into hiding, remove myself from this plane of existence to in the refund contract of the disaster you already made. It's like, well, maybe you want, Two disasters next year? Maybe you want to and take a friend? 2018. Not like, hey, let's give a... Let, 2020, yeah. hindsight mm-hmm. is, like, let's <laughs> just take time, really, like, build this up. Yeah. One, one year? 11, 11 back, months it's still later. Good. It never was bad. You want this. Who has clicked that button? The, it, it needs to come with the VIP experience of someone being sent to their house and slapping them across <laughs> the face. <laughs> That is insane. There's surely somebody in this world right now who has tickets to 2018 Fire Festival. Of course, yeah. Twice as many. I mean, what honestly, what a deal though. You get to go to two festivals for wonder the price they, of one and then you get to bring a buddy, someone you really love. Wonder if they figured it out and we're like, we know how not to we've we've established every way not to do a festival. We've it's like, you know, carving the David. You just remove everything from the block of marble that isn't David. David. Mm-hmm. They've removed everything that's not all the all the non-David chunks are in the corner. Can you imagine being that last piece of marble and you're like, ah, oh, man, I was almost David. <laughs> they made his dick a little too small. <laughs> Fuck, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So you guys want to go to the fire festival next year? Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah, get yeah. Tickets. Let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. Live like legends. I want to create something amazing. <laughs> With you. Yeah, I want to be there and I want to be slowly eaten by a shark and still say, this is VIP. <laughs> VIP death. VIP shark. Oh, it's a really man. good shark. So, Did you uh, have Jerul's statement in there? No. Do you have Jerul's? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I his, do remember it. This is like a classic in the moment statement about it. This isn't like a week later, like I've thought about it. I know what I need to say. This is a classic uh, we'll recognize this as the language of being owned online. Can can you do a Ja Rule impression? No, I will not. Ja Rule is like, what would I be without my baby? <laughs> we were working right now and getting everyone. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. Uh, here. Here is a Ja Rule statement posted via note uh, screen capped to Twitter. Um, we are working, and I'll try to, the best I'll do is try to highlight the words that are all caps. Thank you. Uh, we're working right now on getting everyone on the island safe. That is my immediate concern. I will make a statement soon. I'm heartbroken at this moment. My partners, I wanted to, and I wanted this to be an amazing event. It was not a scam, as everyone is reporting. I don't know what every, everything went so left, but I'm working to make this right, making sure everyone is refunded. I truly apologize, as this is not my fault, but I'm talk- taking responsibility. I'm deeply sorry to everyone who is inconvenienced by this. Nothing like taking responsibility by saying, not my fault. <laughs> I'm going to take responsibility. I'm not going to keep it or hold on to it, but no, no, I'm going no. to take it. It's for like a, sec. a game of hot potato. Yeah. So I will hold it for one second. I'll borrow this Maserati for three hours. I can't believe that we went to jail for. I mean, I can't. Be- I'm there glad is that the someone who's probably going to jail for this. Uh, it's amazing to what scale you can lie on lie to people and misrepresent people and still like uh, not have to go to jail. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, eat the rich. Uh, this has brought us towards the end of the. This has the been show. Chris, Chris's communist corner. That's our, <laughs> that's our new uh, segment on this podcast. Is 
I guess it'd be more like socialist. You're yeah. not, you're not full commie. Uh, look, don't make me put labels on it. As of last week, I'm a, I'm a full Posadist. <laughs> right. I only believe that uh, aliens are coming soon, and when they bring, when they do, they will be class allies who bring full communism. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts on the Fire Festival? We didn't really listen to any music uh, this weekend. Who uh, who would you guys be excited to see at Fire Festival? Disclosure. <laughs> Uh, blink, 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 blink. I wanna, I wanna be not drinking beer and just crying my eyes out to Adam's song. Yeah, but I would like to see Blink at a festival. Did they play Adam's song when we saw them? Yeah, we they did. Imagine that just like piping over in the background as you're like running and screaming to find food and water. I never thought I'd die alone. <laughs> I never thought I'd die, die alone. alone. <laughs> uh, Anyway, this has been Anne Introducing, uh, a podcast about artists in their own words. Um, I guess I'll move into the end of the episode right now. Uh, do we have anything to plug? No. This is the thing that we plug. Uh, this is our plug. Jessica, do you want to plug something? Um, yeah, you can listen to the Off Book Podcast, yeah. Musical Improv Podcast. Po- it's so good. It's very good. <laughs> it's so good. The oh, podcast man. that's uh, a billion times bigger than this one. It feels like <laughs> it feels kind of like slumming it to make you do plugs on it, but I'm trying to treat the end of the show like a real end of show somewhere. It is real. It is real. It's as real as a fire festival. The end of the show exists in the hearts and our minds. I'm immersed in this. <laughs> We're all very immersed. Um, so. Uh, Jess, my my friend's mom tweeted at you to tell you your podcast was good. <gasps> she told me that. So that's great. I oh, got to find her. <laughs> it's probably in a deep list of, of tweets. Check those menchies. Um, boy, I, I'm, I'm still liking all the menchies. So, <laughs> yeah. So I bet I'm sure unless it was only at off book pod, because sometimes I don't see all those. Mm. Yeah. Uh, find those menchies. <laughs> Mission menchies. All right. Um, well, thanks for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with more. We've got still some good stuff uh, lined up. We've got a really good episode on Marilyn Manson that we still haven't recorded, but I promise it will be good. It's going to be good. It's going to. will have been good. Uh, after that, we're doing uh, a Taboo of the Black Eyed Peas. Do you know anything about Taboo? I bet you don't, but you'll definitely learn it. <laughs> yes, we're going to take a lens into mid-aughts pop music through the fourth most popular member of the Black Eyed Peas. There is no other better way to do that, honestly. Yes. I mean, this is this was the true heart and spirit of this podcast when we started it, is trying to find uh, people who may not have been directly in the limelight, but are, uh, uh, you know, one one foot in the limelight. Close enough to feel it. Close enough to feel it. <laughs> Close enough to write a memoir about it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Enough material for a memoir. <laughs> That's uh, all we can. Any of us can ask for in this that, life. Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at and intro pod. I'm also at say what again. I'm at Miss Molly Mary. What's your personal cat? At Jess R McKenna. Great. Uh, come yell at us. Don't forget the at. That's the most important part. Music or what we do and do not know. Uh, once we have haters, we'll know this podcast hit. Haters make us famous. Uh, this is something I truly sincerely believe. Uh, send us an email at and introducing pod all one word at gmail.com or check out our SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash and dash intro dash pod. Uh, remember, as always, to subscribe on iTunes. And if you're there subscribing, why not? Why not leave well, well, a, like, or a well, review and a rating? Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? But positive rating. Hate the hate is for Twitter, and the rating and the review are positive for iTunes. I just and, want to make that clear. Yeah, know your platform. And yeah. the comments like. Yo, this shit fire. Uh, that's for SoundCloud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you have to do it the little comment where you do it at the time code. Yeah, exactly. So like at a particularly fire moment. Yeah. At all the drops in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put I'm going to put in a bunch of builds and drops in post. Great. Great. It's I think it's going to be us are be talking, uh, speeding up really fast and faster. And we're talking. <laughs> and, we're doing it, and then it goes. My next <laughs> point. That's like is... an NPR drop. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right, until then, uh, we'll talk to you later, and thanks for listening to and introducing. Ooh.